I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the wedding session with Tarina and Kelly. We are both here. Hooray! Hello! We're down in our snow-filled cavern, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm staring yeah. out the window, and it's really bright out. It's dark out, but it's bright out because the snow is reflecting off the streetlights, and it is such a trippy thing. Yeah, you know, we had 11-degree weather, you know, at the end of December, and the universe is like, nah. So now we have something called the... <laughs> Arctic Front, I think is what they called it. Anyway, it's it's made its way oh, here. They, they, they name it the dumbest shit. We've had the, what, Pineapple Express. We've had the El Nino. Well, We've had the-, <laughs> the Warm Wind. El Cam- I want to say El Camino. That's not wrong. But it was long- <laughs> it's like it was like a Mexican wind. And then it was like a like an Arctic wind. It's like, you know, the like- world can't make up her mind, can she? No, that just sounds like they just made shit up as they go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, we are here to talk about... Um, the topic that's close to our hearts, I think, because mm-hmm. I don't know, we see a lot of these. <laughs> so, <laughs> we want to highlight what kind of reception do you want? So mm-hmm. when you're planning your wedding, there's like very obvious things of like, I need a photographer, I need a, uh, you know, a planner, we hope, a uh, <laughs> caterer, venue, all these things. But it really comes down to the question, what kind of reception do you want? Because once you figure out that little nugget and vibe then you can start to plan your day accordingly and seek the venue that is best going to suit you am i right i agree (laughs) i agree (laughs) yeah so what we're going to do is start with breaking down the types of wedding receptions and there's definitely a plethora of wedding receptions that mm-hmm. we can name, uh, but we're going to give you like some base ones <laughs> that'll help you just understand kind of where we're coming from. So the first one is a cocktail style reception. We've talked about this a lot before where the guests are standing and mingling about. I would compare it to like a networking event at, you know, that you would go to for business. It's just mm-hmm. applied to weddings, but with more food and fancier people. <laughs> someone's in a white dress it's fine yes exactly (laughs) uh another one is um your standard dinner reception now this can be anything from like a plated dinner buffet dinner family style which is my personal favorite because it's kind of like the mix of the two people bring your food to your table but you serve yourself it's fabulous um so that's i would say the most popular of the receptions (laughs) the dinner reception it is. Yes, the dinner reception. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we mostly see. Uh, another one is a breakfast and a brunch reception. Kelly just did one. Uh, I feel yeah. a little bad for her because she did it after a a double header. That was a long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, a brunch uh, breakfast reception is kind of nice. Um for many reasons. One, it's a lot cheaper. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. Uh, it also reduces your bar bill significantly. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it just 
actually works for clients that, that they don't really drink much or they're early risers. Mm-hmm. I had a client that um, just decided they wanted to have a lunch wedding because they were up early. I was like, well, good for you. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah, my uh, yeah, my my couple that uh, decided to do the the breakfast brunchy. Well, it's actually more of like a, a lunch. Um, yeah, they just weren't they weren't big drinkers, and uh, they didn't really they weren't dancers either. And they're like, "What do we do? Wait, I don't know how to do this." So, um, so yeah, so so the the brunch breakfast brunch worked for them. I mean, I think it's definitely for a specific person. I am not an early riser, so the idea that I have to get up at three in the morning for hair and makeup for my breakfast, my breakfast wedding. It's not for me. I was, breakfast, at three, breakfast at three o'clock. We're good with that. Ah, uh, yeah. Breakfast for dinner. I will right? do breakfast for dinner, but I was born at night. I am a night owl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then of course the last one here is we have afternoon tea, which I love the idea of because in theory it's, it's not a breakfast, but it's not a dinner. It's kind of the in-between. So it's kind of nice for folks that just kind of wanting something just a little more low key. Uh, sometimes it can be very, again, like very elegant. You could do it at a very nice little, a little restaurant or something like that. And you can just do something really, really lovely. And I would say an afternoon tea is not necessarily like a meal, like a dinner reception. So yeah, it sort of kind of depends on what you're kind of going for. But yeah, that is probably those four, the cocktail reception, dinner reception, breakfast, brunch, and the afternoon tea, I think are probably like the four main types of wedding receptions. Yeah, absolutely. And who doesn't like little tea sandwiches? I mean, you can go for the English, you know, in the garden kind of vibe. So yes. In the garden. (laughs) I was thinking Bridgerton vibes for sure. Okay. So uh, typically when we start a consultation with our couples, it's one of the very first questions we ask them, Mm -hmm. uh, besides what is the day of your wedding, is uh, (laughs) what... Um, is the most important thing for the couple on their wedding day. We've mentioned mm-hmm. it a few times on the podcast. We really want to, we really like to find that little piece of the pie so that it's easier for us to help plan their day. So we try to say like, what is most important to you? What are you most excited for is typically the wordings that we use. And we mm-hmm. often get an answer of like, oh, I never really had that question asked to me. And then we kind of get the information. Sometimes it's the mm-hmm. same, like the couple wants the same. And then sometimes it's like vastly different. So <laughs> Yes. Those are always super fun weddings to do when they're like, I want this. Well, I want that. And you're like, well, I think you need to sit down and discuss. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we need to do a little bit of work here. So okay, yeah. the top answers we get is we want to party. We want to dance. We want to like have fun. That's usually mm-hmm. kind of a big one that we get. So um, we often look at that and say, okay, we definitely have to start. We have to give you three hours of dancing. How are we going to do that? So we'll kind of plan ahead there. So that's mm-hmm. our first one. Uh, the next one is they want to play games and I'm all for that. <laughs> Usually they'll, and this can be anything from like games during your cocktail hour. So they want to mm-hmm. have uh, like the giant Jenga and the giant chess and like all that kind of fun stuff. Basically an excuse for the, the boys to act like a bunch of little kids again, or they can do, sometimes people like to do actual games during their reception dinner. People always love doing like the shoe game or they'll answer like fun questions. We've actually done some weddings where we did one wedding a few years ago. It was actually a Christmas wedding. And they had this tradition with a Toblerone. And they they basically, yeah, and they like stuck a little, they put a little sticker underneath one of the chairs Mm -hmm. and whoever got the sticker won this giant Toblerone. And it was like, it was a family tradition. It was a thing they did all the time. They played this one game and I was like, okay, that's kind of fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> so fun fact about sure. that wedding is I completely forgot to stick the sticker on a chair. So I like got, I think somebody <laughs> to distract a person while I tied my shoe and I like slapped the sticker underneath. Oh. The and then everybody's getting up and they were like, oh, it's not me. It's not me. And I'm watching the guy. I'm like, it's definitely that guy. Like, that's where I put the sticker. <laughs> forever to find it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But to be fair, you were like 10 minutes postpartum, too. So, yes. you know, yes. that's fine. It was That's really so funny. funny. Yeah, I'm like, check this out a little harder, guy. I definitely put the sticker there. <laughs> You're like staring him down. You're just like, yeah. look at the chair. Look at the chair. Under the chair. Under. Look under the chair. <laughs> Flip the chair over. <laughs> or um, even like a couple I had uh, when I did their wedding at Sitka Farms. It was a very like open, you know, space. Mm -hmm. So we had oh, a lot of yeah, those guys. Um, yeah, we had a lot of board games on all the tables. So mm -hmm. there was like little like mini Scrapple, like mini Monopoly, and people were having fun, or just even a deck of cards. So the, like games like that, as people really mm -hmm. enjoyed kind of playing while they were like dancing and like chatting and stuff. So it was kind of mm -hmm. cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, another one is they just want to have like a chill and relaxed vibe. So it kind of goes back to similar with like playing games is that that couple, they wanted to have like a dance party, but it's really hard to have a dance party in like an open forest. So more leaning towards like they wanted to have a really chill and relaxed vibe. So people were like hanging out, just like lounging on the furniture, just having a good time, no pressure. And people I think can relate to having kind of an event like that. So it doesn't feel so um, rigid and constricted. It was just more like, oh, this is happening now or this is happening now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Another one that I think people really like, and I resonate with this because I am like a little family person, is people like to connect with their guests that they don't typically get to see all the time. And especially in like a post-COVID era where some people were like, I haven't been to a wedding or I haven't seen family and friends in years because there was a period where like obviously everything was shut down, people weren't traveling, people weren't able to visit with each other. And now everyone's like, all I want to do is just, I've got all my friends in one spot. I've got all my family in one spot. I just want to hang out with them and have fun. And I, I love that idea that you get to get to see people and actually like see them because as you will know, if you are planning your wedding or if you've ever been to a wedding before, it goes by really fast. So, so there's nothing worse than, and I, I, you know, I, we talk about this all the time, about like our launch party that we did was not expecting it to go through by that fast. And I realized, I don't even think I saw my parents once. You and no. I don't even have a photo together. It was our launch party. <laughs> <laughs> we were so busy we were just like Dude, just visiting with everyone like it was amazing but you're like holy crap and then it was over so I uh, yeah definitely take that time I appreciate that 100 <laughs> yes okay and then leaning into that uh I want to visit with my guests is you can also have a small and intimate wedding so maybe like 25 mm -hmm. people a seated dinner like just good conversation like touching speeches so if that's like the vibe you want I would not invite 100 150 people people from mom's work that you never met kind of thing. Mm. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for small and intimate, you're looking at like small and intimate to me is 40 and under 30 mm -hmm. and under even, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, however, on the other side, <laughs> if your jam is to have a big group of people, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you need to be inviting 150 people, that's okay. That's what's up. Yeah. You want to have that a party? You want to be the party that's talked about forever ever, and ever? Ah, and then exactly. have it. You have that. Exactly. You have that bouncy castle. That's what's up. Okay. Yes. Can you fit that into Riverway? I don't yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take up the green thing mind. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what we're kind of getting at is that the main goal is that you have to plan your timeline accordingly to achieve this goal. So uh, Highcraft, perfect example. And that's where I got married is that it closes at 10 o'clock due to the residential noises in the Shaughnessy mm -hmm. area. So I wanted a dance party. 
I'm a planner now. Okay. I was not a planner then guys. So. <laughs> uh, but basically um, we got our dancing started at eight and it went till 10 o'clock, which was fine. I think I wish I maybe could have had like another hour. So mm-hmm. in our minds, like if you want a dance party, three hours is a good number. So mm-hmm. if it was the 10, that means you have to dance by seven, which means speeches need to be done by six 30. So that's kind of how like you can see the timeline playing out. Um mm-hmm. So things like that. So so you want to plan your timeline to ensure that the piece of the pie that you want, that's the most important you, you will achieve. If you're like, Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to dance and you have people talking till 11 PM, too bad you don't get that dancing. And then you'll feel (laughs) sad about it forever. You're like, well, I really wish we did this. It's like, well, you should have said yes to 10 people saying, you know, something meaningful at your wedding. So Mm -hmm. we actually did, we actually did a a wedding like this couple of years ago um at the sea sky gondola beautiful venue if you guys have ever been there it's so great however because it is on a mountain they do have rules and regulations and you need to you need to be like off the mountain at a certain time and this yeah and our our, our client was just like well we want to dance so we literally started dinner at 4 30 <laughs> like no people had sooner like i think the shots of tequila were out at like five o'clock <laughs> they were they were but we were eating like we had forks and food in our gobs by like 4 30 I was like wow okay we could do that <laughs> like it was really early I think we're dancing by like 6 30 I think so yeah because yeah. at the base of the mountain by 10 o'clock I think that's what it was or even nine you but anyway at a raging dance party yeah 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 you've got I think you've got to leave at 10 to be down by 11 essentially so like, no so I think to- this was like one of our first ones like in 2019 I think it was if memory serves me right, I think you have to be at the base of the mountain by 10. That's why it was like so early. So you have to, it takes an hour to get people down. Like it was, it was new. It was a brand new venue at the time. So. Yeah. Either way, it was fun. We we're on top of a mountain. They were drinking tequila to Backstreet Boys. What else can you want? I mean, <laughs> what else are they doing that day? Nothing. It was awesome. That was yeah. actually tons of fun. <laughs> so here are some ways to achieve your goal into planning the reception that you want. The first one is identify your priorities. And what you do want out of your wedding day. Like mm-hmm. we said, party, you need three hours of dancing. If you want to chat with people and visit, maybe don't have a venue that is really small and with one speaker can eliminate all the voices in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things like that. I think identifying your priorities, I think as a couple, you need to like sit down and be like, okay, what is the most important thing for the day? obviously getting married we know this so you can just scratch that off the list although although we always get that I always I always I always get that answer we're like oh I'm just getting excited to be getting married my my person I'm like well that's lovely but (laughs) what else do you want what else yeah number two yeah yeah exactly exactly so I think I think it's just figuring out like do you want to party do you want to be chill do you want to be relaxed you know if you are like if you are an introvert marrying an extrovert maybe Mm -hmm. you want to have that kind of a blend of a party, but just make sure you guys are both on the same, like make sure you're on the same page. Yes, exactly. Okay. Keep your speeches controlled. Now <laughs> we have seen them all guys. Okay. We've done a bunch of weddings to know that speeches can go great and they can go not so great. I don't know how to explain <laughs> that. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, so I think the key is to have keynote speakers that are, you know, impressionable and high in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking parents, guardians, potentially siblings, mm-hmm. best friends, and you guys. Like, that's it. Like, we don't need your best friend from grade three 
who lives in Europe for 20 years and you haven't seen (laughs) (laughs) talking all these insights. Basically what we're saying is no open mic. (laughs) Yes. Or like, you know, maybe your best man is a bit of a drinking problem. Maybe we don't put him up on the stage, you know, like just things that we think about now. Mm devil's advocate of this side is some people some of our clients like the speeches and the performance of this going on we had a client who um had told us that she had seen her uncle witness uh or she had witnessed her uncle mc her sister's wedding and so she knew what she was getting into and to us we were like on the day we were a little unsure this lovely family member went on and on and on on and on and on and on. And he was like introducing all the other speakers. So in between every speech, he had a long winded story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> and but the thing was, is like, it's really, it's really, really hard to, to curb people when they are speaking. Obviously, like it's, we're not going to sit there and like flick the lights on and off. We're going to sit there with like, you know, the good old fashioned hook and like pull you off the stage. I mean, when you're in the middle of a speech and you are talking and you're saying this beautiful hearts felt story, whatever, obviously we're going to, we have to let that play out. Basically what we're trying to say here though, is if you, if your plan for the night is to be fun, we want to have like a rager. We want people dancing. We want the formalities done like as soon as possible. Then things to think about is streamlining the amount of people that you have speaking. You want to have like five at the most, three at the, you know, like three at the most, whatever, you know, essentially you want to have somebody from your side, someone from your side, and then you guys as a couple thanking everyone. That's like the sweet spot. If you want to have like parents and then like maid of honor, best man, whatever, that's fine too. Anything over five usually is like just way too much. Because not only will people not abide by the two to three minute rule that we like to enforce, because yeah, that's no. the real not it. Nobody, not necessarily, like not everyone will listen to anything longer than like five minutes. All of a sudden, you're starting to hear the knives and the forks clinking in the background. People start chittery chattering. All of table nine gets up because they've all got to take a piss because they've been waiting because the speeches have been going on for 15 hours now. Like you're starting to lose the crowd. So for us, speeches, heartfelt, short and sweet, keep the, the, keep their timing appropriate and just being like mindful of that when you are planning your overall evening. So then that way, if the fun is what's important to you, you're getting to the fun faster. That's all. Otherwise it's going to be 10 o'clock before all of a sudden you start actually enjoying your day or enjoying the night. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you've got to pack up and go by like 1130. So just something to think about. Yeah. I think like at one point of the wedding, I looked at her, I went to her and I snuck like beside her and I was like you cool with this and she's like yeah it's totally fine so as long as she was happy I, I yeah. was fine with whatever it just was so untraditional like it wasn't something we had really seen before yeah. uh but I think like it was more of entertainment that the families has expected and yes. like they were all they were really happy with the experience and that's they all were, that really matters. they were yeah. all very engaged with what he was saying it was just so like it was very unusual because I feel like speeches today it's not the same as it was before there's so much more entertainment today than there would have been beforehand right so like you know you'd have a band as opposed to the dj you'd have like things were just a little bit slower paced back then and so now when you're thinking about it today everyone's like let's go let's go let's go i want to have fun like i want to get into the dancing and all that stuff so we're just not used to hearing as an mc talk for an hour he literally talked for like an hour a long time it was a lot (laughs) in addition to all of the other 
speeches, speeches. which yes. is like five or six. So it was just like, okay, cool. That's okay. If you're cool with it, we're cool with it. I just <laughs> make sure you're cool with it. Are you cool? <laughs> That's what it is. Like, are you cool? Because I'm okay. like, I'm looking at you at the side of my eye and I don't know if you're cool with this. <laughs> okay. Next item up for bid is food service. So we have a lot of clients that have, you know, no clue what <laughs> services are. So, uh, which is fine. That's why we're here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that being said, um, a lot of people want to like get through the formalities quicker to mm-hmm. be with loved ones faster. I would say that's like a kind of a, the lamest terms of how to say it. Yeah. Our biggest kind of battle is a uh, plated dinner. So plated dinners can take an app, like an hour and a half to two hours, sometimes two and a half, depending on how many courses, the service, if like the kitchen is in the basement and <laughs> they got to walk all the way up the stairs to the main service. Mm-hmm. So it's, you got to think like if, you want to give your guests an experience of a sit down dinner where they're like enjoying each other's company. You're having speeches puppeted between like, that's fine and dandy. But if you need people to eat and be done within 45 minutes to an hour, then the buffet is your best friend. (laughs) Yep. No, I totally agree. I think, uh, I mean the food service, I mean, it really kind of helps with the pace of the evening as well. And so like what you were saying too, if you are wanting to get through your formality sooner rather than later, then the buffet is typically going to be the most, the most efficient way to get people fed butts back in. Right. Like we always like to say doing um, like, you know, typically when we do a buffet, for example, as soon as that last table has food and they are seated, then we are like, we're getting right into your speeches. So then that way you can get like going. Uh, so the next thing to think about is your the venue, and I wouldn't say restrictions so much, but like more the um, like the rules around the venue, for example. So we're thinking more of like your guest arrival and guest departure. So if you are planning on having like a banger of a night, you want to have a rager of a party. We've already talked about how you want to dance, um, and so you know, you're going to want to be, and you have to be out of there by like 10 o'clock, for example, you're going to want to be having a little bit of forethought and thinking like, okay, so if I want to dance, I'm going to have to start things a little bit sooner. A lot of venues, especially here in Vancouver, for example, are limited in how late they can go. We are not talking all night parties. Um, (laughs) So usually the average venue here will basically kick guests out by like midnight, which is fairly Mm -hmm. standard. So again, like that's usually like a kind of a good eight hour window um, for, you know, for the overall reception and then, uh, you know, a sufficient amount of time for dancing. But if you're picking a venue that's like amazing, it has all the things you're wanting, but you need to be out at a certain time, then just kind of keep that in mind. Also, another thing to think about is guest arrival. So we're always mm-hmm. talking about how they're going to kick you up by 10 o'clock. Well, what if they only let you in at six <laughs> and you're like, well, I want to eat or I want to have a, you know, uh, you know, I'm having this, this, I'm actually having this situation right now with a current client um, that is looking for, uh, they finally secured a venue that they're happy with, but they were going back and forth about the timeline and they were like, okay, well, we want to have our ceremony at a certain time. We've got a lot of things that we need to be adding in. And there's a lot of um, ceremonial things that we want to be including. And there's a few formalities that we need to do before dinner but we only have access to the venue at a certain time. So like, are we eating at nine o'clock at night? Are you okay with that? Well, if you guys are used to that, then it's fine. Um, but if you have some people that are like, I eat at 6.02, then there is no way <laughs> you're going to have happy guests <laughs> if they're eating yeah. at nine o'clock. <laughs> so just things to think about. Um, I mean, that's also kind of a little bit of forethought. And when you are letting your guests know in the invitation, like, by the way, ceremony is at this time. 
it's after dinner, which means you should probably have a snack before you eat, before you arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, but again, these are just little things to think about you know, once you've kind of figured out your, uh, your venue space. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, and then the next one here is entertainment. So obviously, like, you're not putting on a three ring circus here, okay? It's what? your first wedding day, okay? <laughs> and we constantly remind people all the time. Of this. Why can't I have a carnival? Like, yes. it I mean, a we'll just have yeah, a Ferris wheel in my front yard. Right? Well, it did make the paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh we are re- referring to. Well, we're referring to a wedding that did get a Ferris wheel without the city of Surrey's permission, Ooh. and they got mad at it. <laughs> so, yeah, but it made the paper, and it was beautiful, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so entertainment, we're talking like your music. Um, so you want to make sure that it matches the reception you want. So mm-hmm. if you want a rage over party, you want to dance, you want to have a good time, I guarantee you that a Spotify playlist is not going to achieve that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we tell you not from guessing, but from experience that when you have a bunch of drunk people that have access to a Spotify playlist and they want to pick the song, odds are that the you know the dance floor is not going to go very well. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mm-hmm. kind of want to highlight. So if you want to have a raging dance party, then get a DJ that can meet the expectations of your guests. If you want to have a cocktail style mingling, have a nice time, perhaps the playlist is the, the thing for you. However, I would strongly urge you to review the sound that it's coming out of. <laughs> so if you have a speaker that you rented from Long and McQuaid, that is kind of shitty. So <laughs> you want to have um, like a venue, say example, the Loft Earls has a great in-house um, sound speaker system. So you can hook up a Spotify playlist and it's very simple, very easy. It mm-hmm. provides music that you need. There's no expectations except sound. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of what you have to, you know, look into when you're kind of picking. Say, oh, for yeah. that. I will always advocate for a professional. Like we'll always say, please yeah. get a band or a musician or a DJ that is actually in control of the sound and the speakers and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. there are like, as you mentioned, a few different kind of ways you can get around it. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, yeah. we always like to say like, what are the things that people remember the most? How they felt what the vibe of the night was all about and entertainment, music, that's all part of the vibe. So true. Right. Including the next thing too is ambiance as well. So consider your lighting or your decor or like even the venue location itself, that's all going to play into what like the overall ambiance is. Like if you're going into um, uh, like a garden party, garden style wedding and you go to a place, beautiful place like Highcroft, for example, that Mm -hmm. is like, that is like Bridgerton vibes on steroids. It's the most beautiful space. It was literally like, okay, so I'm going to nerd out for a second. Did you know that Highcroft, uh, old house, sold to the government, blah, blah, blah. So now they use it as a venue. It's very lovely. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the only all women clubs in Vancouver. Did you know? Beautiful space. Lovely, you know, backyard. They do multiple weddings. They do multiple events there all the time. They've got vines everywhere. It's so, so pretty in there. You're not going to have a giant rager of a party there that just like doesn't make any sense you're going there because you're looking for a specific style specific pace for the night mm-hmm. as well for the that overall ambiance that's really what you're looking for so venue location i find is i think is a little bit overlooked i think it's actually really important because it really does play like once you figure out your venue the rest of the night falls together you know exactly what you need catering decor like all of that stuff but it also it's like it kind of lets you know like what to expect for the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no it does for sure. Uh, like a, a great example is um, there's a wedding venue 
uh, out in the WAC called Fraser River Lodge. And it is beautiful. It has many things that you would want on a wedding day. Mm-hmm. But if you live in Vancouver, that's an hour and a bit of a drive. Hour and a bit. Yeah, so you have to consider now I think the venue is smart where they have created the lodging on site. So you just have to make sure you get the lodging to the right people. I think there's only some lodging. But there's only some I think there's only 10 rooms. Yeah, exactly. So it's not it's more like for the bridal party. It's not necessarily for your guests. Mm-hmm. So. But I think you have to buy it. Um, the bio. Oh, the all part of it. I imagine. Yeah. Part However, of it. like you have to reflect. Like if you're from Abbotsford, that's not that far. If you're from Richmond, you know Vancouver, that's going to be a bit of a trek for everybody. <laughs> so you may yeah. want to consider having you know hotel blocks available for guests if they want, or even like a shuttle bus that's going like maybe to downtown, like to the waterfront. Um, you know, uh, the waterfront station there. So that's kind of things that we can help you with. Another bit is the bar. And if you have a cash bar, you can see everybody leaving. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but people get pretty offended. And I didn't make the rules. That's just how it is. Okay. <laughs> just was, people do not like a cash bar. You know what? I was, I just saw this thing. It was on Instagram actually. So I'm not totally sure how accurate it is. Cause it was on the internets. Um, and it was something about, it was like a cultural thing between, I think it was the UK and the U S and about cash bars, cash bars in the UK. Apparently it's super common. Like it's very, it's like to be expected. Yeah. A cash bar in the States slash Canada. Let's like, we'll loop us in together is like offensive. It's unheard of. I did not just put on my Sunday best, slap on, slap on some heels, get a sitter so that I could come and pay for my meal. I might as well just have gone to a restaurant. I also think the drinks are 10 to $12. Like, I think that's where people just lose their mind. It's like, hey, you fed oh, me a great meal and now I gotta great. pay 10 bucks for my drink. It's yeah. like, yeah, but it's like expensive, um, you know, and then some people are afraid that the bill might go up. Um, but there are ways around it. We just say have a limited bar. Like you mm-hmm. will pay for beer and wine and they could pay for everything else because shots mm-hmm. can get expensive, right? Or top shelf, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you're paying for beer and wine, it's like, hey, I'm reaching out a bit of a branch here. <laughs> like, I'll the base, okay. Like we'll the, box, the basics. Stuff, the box. <laughs> the box thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's an offering. An offering. Yeah. Okay. Oh, domestic, not craft beer, domestic. We'll yes. go with, you know, five twenty five a bottle kind of thing. So. <laughs> None of this microbrewery thingy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's so awesome. Although, actually, yeah. that works out to be slightly cheaper. Right? Um, it depends. It depends. Yeah. It depends. It depends. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's very, very Sometimes it depends on the bar that the local stuff. Anyway, you're going for the base stuff. So, yes. Just to let you know, if you have a cash bar at a traditional hotel wedding with all the drinks, your guests will leave immediately. So, yeah. Think of that. Maybe you want them to leave immediately. That sometimes works in your favor. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that could be your backhanded way of being like, thanks for coming out. Bye. Yes. I want to be in bed by nine. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the kind of night you want to have. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the only one. Yeah. <laughs> you want everyone else and people need to go home. Consider your guest experience. So if you want that beautiful beach wedding, you know, um, we have quite a few beaches here that you can get married on. Mm-hmm. Do you have guests that are potentially in wheelchairs or with walkers that are really important in your life that you, that they cannot get to the beach or... Mm-hmm. Perhaps there's a venue with no elevator accessibility. Just like consider the guest experience, like for mm-hmm. what you want versus what you are providing your guests. Um, another one is a clear span tent. Kelly has a prime example of this, of how it's beautiful at night, but during the day it's a magnifying glass and the straws melted at the bar. <laughs> so. It was bad. 
it was really bad. Like, like the peonies bloomed and died before the reception <laughs> even began. I was hiding them. We were out in the middle of a forest and I was like, why, why, why did this happen? <laughs> why are we here? Oh my God. I had, I didn't realize. Um, yeah. The clear plans are great. Cause you get to see the, the sky. There's the starry night. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in a forest and then you're surrounded by trees and you're like, look at the bottom of a tree. Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. It oh, works man. in certain situations. Uh, but if the sun's out till 930, probably not. So yeah, yeah you just want to consider like the guests that you're inviting, you know, the tippy top guests, like we're talking parents, grandparents, siblings, maybe um, close friends. Like what's the experience that you want to provide for them? And do you need to review certain things that are mm-hmm. going on at your wedding that to make sure that they feel happy? Um, and Make you feel happy in turn, mm-hmm. right? So Absolutely. you don't hear complaints for years. So, years. Yeah. years. I'm, <laughs> years. I'm telling you, we're we're trying to we're just trying to save your ears for the next 25 years. Oh, yeah. Never exactly. hear the end of it for the love of God. <laughs> because sometimes years. you don't really realize that like you are so focused on having this like amazing experience. I would have so much fun. We're gonna do all this sort of stuff. But sometimes you're like you're so hyper-focused that you can't necessarily see the forest for the trees. And sometimes you're like, I just really want to have this amazing experience where people walk through the forest and it opens up into this beautiful glen and the tent is there and everything is there. And you forget that there are shrubs and Mm -hmm. sticks and roots everywhere. And people are like, "Uh, I'm in heels. I didn't know you were going to be freaking hiking through a goddamn forest so that I could get to my table. Um, that's fine. You know, and then of course you get, so there's, okay. So, uh, there is the elements. We've got the sun, we've got the bugs, uh, we've got the cold because once the sun goes down, uh, behind the mountains, now it's cold. Mm -hmm. Um, and you were just so focused on having this like amazing candlelit evening in a field that you're like, yeah, but nobody had fun because they're freezing cold, smacking the bugs off their ankles. (laughs) Dirty, like really dirty, a little bit of dust and whatever. That's fine. I've done a lot of like backyard weddings Mm. I did a backyard wedding when I was like really really pregnant and I shit you not I had dust to my knees I've got small legs to begin with but to my (laughs) knees I was in the bathtub scrubbing my feet it was awful no my shoes are still the wrong color from that Sitka wedding with the dry um dirt like it it, might my shoes have never gone back to the original. Isn't that crazy, color. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is fine because it's such a, like you know Sitka is a really cool space. It's mm-hmm. it is up in the quietness that is Squamish. We love you know it's a beautiful space. We love working there. It's really really cool. They've got the old barn. It's heritage barn. Um, yeah. It does allow you to do a lot of really cool things there. Um, but you are really really remote, and yeah. there is only one way in and one way out, and that's on a bus. And you better <laughs> hope that you get on that bus, otherwise you are going to be sleeping in the field. <laughs> damn hope you're getting on that bus <laughs> you better hope you're on that bus so um so yeah so just sort of like just just things to think about when you are considering the overall guest experience walk the i always like to say like let's walk what that guest experience is gonna be like you're walking in the front door okay what's the first thing you see where are the washrooms where is this where is that where are all the things the creature comforts that people need to know yeah. where it is um i love the idea of a beach ceremony but you think mm-hmm. like what you said you think grandma's gonna like try and plow her walker through the wet sand like you know were you guys gonna like carry her there whose day is it grandma's or the bride's like you know (laughs) (laughs) have you got a chair for her oh you don't okay so (laughs) so here are our final thoughts Mm -hmm. on how to kind of choose what kind of reception you're gonna have 
And so the first one is be happy with your venue choice. We've kind of highlighted a lot in this podcast, but you really, really need to like, once you've confirmed that this is the venue for you, you have to be happy with it. And you just, Mm -hmm. you just got to go with it. Now, I'm not the best example because I did switch my venue six (laughs) weeks before my wedding, but I was happy with my second choice and that's all that matters. So, (laughs) Which was technically kind of your first choice, but you went with the second one? Uh, No, I didn't even know the second choice existed. I was just kind of like... I had the first choice. I was fine with it kind of being on the ghetto side. You know, I was, I liked the price point. It was very cheap. Um, mm. you know, it was a school gym basically. And then uh, as time went on, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> so <laughs> Googling and, and it just so happened that someone canceled at Highcroft, which was a very sought out venue in Vancouver. And it just happened to work with our timeline. So I was like, mm, let's Done. do it. So Done. yeah, I would recommend it for everybody for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a better choice for, me and my family in the end definitely yeah. but what i'm saying is once you've picked your venue and you like it you have to go with their rules <laughs> you have to just accept that um like vancouver is pretty notorious for i'd say layering on as much crap as possible into venue so <laughs> how do i explain this is um the north shore perfect example there are four venues in the key that we work with all the time however the city of north vancouver is like we ain't going to shut down music for you. We have live bands playing. Why would they do that? That creates community, creates people coming in. So you just kind of have to accept that at your wedding is going on. You might hear people below at your ceremony or like might hear live bands going on, or you might hear traffic or like the yachts are pulling in for the day. You just kind of have to accept that. (laughs) So uh, just once you have your venue, just be like, yep, this is happening. This is what's going on. And we're good. <laughs> yep. Yep. On that note, actually, it's kind of like when you rent an apartment in the city and then you're mad because you can hear all of the ambient sounds around you. You're like, well, <laughs> you're like, you, you, you got an apartment down the street from St. Paul's hospital and you're yes. on the ambulance route. I'm not a mathlete, but you do the math. <laughs> like, so it's the same with, same with like those, those four venues up in, in the shipyards. We love working with all of them. And you're right. I mean, the challenge is, is that, if you are having your ceremony outside, mm-hmm. there is a very good risk or very good chance that depending on the time of year that you are doing your ceremony outside, that you mm-hmm. may potentially hear people. You're far enough up. For the most part, it's okay. But every yeah. once in a while, you might you might hear people. Now, they have got you know measures in place to help kind of prevent that disruption as much as possible. But like that's also kind of partly why you choose that spot. Yeah, <laughs> so something to think about. Yeah. The, the city's not going to shut it down for you. You're going to pay this Heck high no. fee. You're still going to have to see this view. So, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, or, my, or like Stanley Park Pavilion. Beautiful venue. It's stunning inside, stunning outside. The mm-hmm. problem is park is public. So when you have your ceremony in a beautiful garden, there is a giant tour bus that has no rules to not stop. <laughs> and you watch your whole wedding if they want to. Now, we as planners are very good at shooing them away. Uh-huh. <laughs> But you might just be part of a public spectacle. So some people are cool with that. Some people are not. If you're like a big introvert, I would suggest getting married inside the Stanley Park Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Door. So yeah. My exactly. my favorite though is like the horse drawn carriage with like all the all the tourists in the back of it. <laughs> yeah. There's no windows to like stop them from yelling. Oh my god, she's getting married! <laughs> right. It's like yeah, just let these people have their moment, Jesus. <laughs> but also they're in the middle of a public park. I was actually going to say the most famous park. Oh <laughs> yes. man, one of the most famous parks. The other thing too, and it's actually they're pretty good about the sound, and it doesn't totally compete. Is um, Malcolm Bowl across yeah. the park? Um, yeah. They will do performances there. Typically, mm-hmm. it's like later into the evening, so it doesn't it, usually. Yeah. 
um, compete with your ceremony outside, but it's just also something to think about too. Just meaning you have more folks there than if you wanted something a little bit more private, but we love working at the, at Stanley park. I love that space. Parking is a bit of a bitch and the raccoons are everywhere. (laughs) Yes, they're, they're very friendly. So yeah. (laughs) Do you remember when all the coyotes were out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, that was like proper <laughs> I am legend. Like there are coyotes everywhere and they're going to take one of us away. <laughs> That's true. That was like, oh, everybody's hungry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little scary. A little scary. Um, um, but- you know, just make sure you and your partner are on the same page for what you want in a reception mm-hmm. or find a compromise. So we do have a lot of couples that are introverted and extroverted. A mix or both so yeah. you have to kind of figure out what works uh what i have found is that you need a venue or spaces in your venue that offer a little bit of quiet and a little bit of fun so mm-hmm. i like I don't, I don't this this is such a mom say it's the timeout space okay that's not <laughs> what it means but like <laughs> like uh, for example the permanent has that little bank vault and it mm-hmm. naturally pieces sound so if you wanted to go in there and have a chillax like moment mm-hmm. with someone you can easily go in there but when it's time to dance you can go to the dance floor which is like mm-hmm. on the other side of the vaulted wall so right. there's like you're part of the party but you're not so you need yeah. a little timeout space right uh ubc boathouse is like the deck is got like a nice quiet sort of depends but like usually it's quieter out there than it is mm-hmm. inside you can have that um you know option but so like same with when you're planning the wedding together, if you're like, I want to party, it's like, well, I want to talk to people. It's like, well, you need a space that can offer both. If you're mm-hmm. like, I want to party and I want to talk to anybody, well then have at it. Yeah. <laughs> An open space. Yes. <laughs> totally. So just make sure to be on the same page. And yes. then from there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the last one is consider maybe splitting up your night. So maybe doing like an afternoon tea or like an earlier dinner and then uh, going like to a dive bar for your dancing part afterwards. I actually saw this on Instagram. I thought it was actually a really cool idea um, where basically like they had their dinner. Actually, you know what? We did a wedding like this. We totally did a wedding like this a few years ago. The, yeah, yeah the, the, the loafers, the loafer uh, crashers, remember? Where are your socks? Why did you come up here? What's the groom's name? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wait. Okay. That's very true. We did do that. that I was true. thinking of what we did in Whistler where they did the lunch and then they had a after party at the bar. Yes, there was also that one too. Um yeah. okay, so for those of you that are not in our brains <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> don't speak <laughs> Kelly and Tarina. Um yes. So we did a few, we've done apparently a few weddings like this where um I'll speak about one of them we did was a couple they had um, a large dinner at a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, they had everybody come to a specific, this venue was actually a yoga studio that was converted into a venue for the evening. And they had their ceremony and they had like just a rager of a dance party. It was absolute gong show. It was, yeah. it was crazy. I, I've never. 3am finish. Yeah. And the groom was in love with the DJ, like in love. Like yeah. he just, they had a bromance, a big bromance. They did. Oh God, they totally did. Yes, so he was funny. like, you beautiful man, DJing and singing at my wedding. <laughs> I totally <laughs> remember that. People really liked him, so it, it was fine. It, was, it, was, it worked out well. It worked out really, really well. Yeah. But that was really, but that would like, that totally fit them as a couple though. And that was really great because it was like the older generation come to the dinner. We'll do all the formalities. That's fine. Everyone else afterwards that would like to be part of the, that, you know, wants to witness the ceremony slash wants to be part of the dance party after come join us. And it's at your leisure. Like there was, there were no tables. There's high tops. So I think there's a few spots to sit, but it was basically like, it was like a, a club. 
But yes, everybody it, was came, it was really yeah. cool. So everybody came in and did that. We had another wedding that we did a few years ago where it was the exact same thing. And this was actually planned and then COVID happened. So it somehow somehow worked in their favor. Um, they had a ceremony at, um, it was actually at Nita Lake Lodge in Whistler, a beautiful hotel. And they have this really cool um, spot. Like you can do ceremonies front and back of the hotel, but the back you're facing Nita Lake, which is really cool. So we okay. had their ceremony there. And then a quick little luncheon. And then afterwards, everyone ended up going to like, what did you guys go to a club after? I think is what they did. No, um, it was like a restaurant. To Buffalo Bills. I cannot remember the name of the restaurant. You would definitely know. Yes, Stone Edge. That's where it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you live there. So um, yeah, they basically rented out Stone Edge's um, for Mm -hmm. like their bar for the end of the night. And I I assume they went to Buffalo Bills. Oh, no, it was COVID. So probably not. So that worked out for them because they uh, rented out the restaurant privately. Right. That's what it was. So they were able to follow follow the rules accordingly. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so that actually worked out really well for them. And then, and then they actually, that particular couple, um, their plan was always to separate their ceremony from their reception. So it was going to be one week weekend was the ceremony and the other weekend was going to be the reception. Now COVID happened obviously. So what they ended up doing was ceremony one year and reception the next year, which actually literally. worked out literally. Yeah. So it, it worked out like I was almost like to the day a year later. Um, yes. And so they ended up having this really cool backyard wedding. We had like, it was like for a hundred people. It was awesome. So mm-hmm. that actually worked out really, really well for them. Now, something to maybe think about if you are depending on what kind of reception you want to end up doing. If you want to do something really small and intimate and you only have want to have like 10 people at your ceremony because maybe you're like a little bit nervous about having too many eyes on you, maybe you have anxiety about that, then maybe doing something really small and intimate. And then later on, you could have like a reception where you are not the focal point. <laughs> Like you could do, you know, go to like a club or go to like a restaurant or go somewhere where you guys can like, I'll stand around and have like cocktails and just like hang out. And Mm -hmm. it's like low key vibes, still celebrating your, your ceremony and your wedding. Um, but it's more on your, it's your own pace. So yeah, I just thought that was really cool. It's a little bit different. It's not for everyone, but it's actually Mm -hmm. for a lot of people (laughs) as we're, as as we're talking Uh, a lot of, a lot of couples, um, this happened to me twice is uh oh it happened to us twice actually we're both on both weddings is that they had a par- they had a small ceremony fun party and they're like after party at the hotel like hell yeah we're gonna do it <laughs> one bride literally had all the booze in her room and the people were knocking on her door and she fell asleep on the bed in her wedding dress yep. <laughs> she's like i had plans to go in the pool that did not happen i just pretended i couldn't hear them <laughs> She was sick, so she was tired. And then the other girl is that everybody was getting on the party bus. And I, I knew her, her and I actually went to school together. And um, she's like, yeah, we'll see you later. And she turns right to me and she's like, I am not going to that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have, not, I have no plans on doing that. I'm going no, home. And then she like, looked at them just like, I'll see you there. Like, I'm not seeing them there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of the best experience. They were fine to party. And she was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> So funny. Actually, you know what? And I, I just realized I did a wedding um, in 2022, so not last year, but the year before. And it was the exact same thing where um, situation where the venue closed a little bit earlier and they had a hotel. And so they had a shuttle bus that took them from the venue to the hotel, the penthouse. And they had like an after party after. Yes. yeah, And that worked out well. Because then, of course, it's like invite only. It's whoever wants to come. It wasn't necessarily for everyone and not everyone wanted to go, but it was available for people. Apparently, they were up until like all hours. Like they basically went right to breakfast. The booze is cheaper because you can just bring in your own, right? You can just stock up the fridge with your 
crush our booze and people usually bring their own stuff too. So and you guys have pizza later. It's like kind of a fun vibe. So yeah, exactly. So lots of options, lots of options. Yeah, exactly. So these are our tips to kind of guide you along to what kind of reception that you want. Um, just make sure that you're on the same page and you're going to have a great day. Exactly. <laughs> Until next time, we'll have more to talk about. Take care. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.